everyone, this is Letty for The Metal Cell. I'm joined here by Aaron from Paradise Lost. Aaron, how are you? Grand, thank you. No problem. Uh, welcome back to Ireland. The last time you guys were over was in 2018. How does it feel to be back? Brilliant. You know, I mean, it's always been a good crack for us here. I think the first time we were over here was, I think it was like 92, the first time we came over in a van. That was a good laugh. I think we played McGonagall's, I think, back then. I mean, but, you know, it's... We don't always get here, that's the annoying thing, I don't know why, Sometimes it'll be like every odd album cycle, but when we do it's always well worth it. Looking forward to tonight, apparently it's sold well, so, and the Earn lads are up for it, so it'll be great. Yeah, the two dates are sold out, I think, here in Limerick tomorrow, so. Yeah, I've, we've never played Limerick before, we usually do Dublin and Cork, um, but yeah, Limerick will be a first, so I'm looking forward to that. You'll be in for an experience with Dolan's anyway. Alright, <laughs> I love the... Ambiguity about that phrase. <laughs> You'll have a good time, I promise. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. To our listeners who maybe haven't heard of you guys before, how would you describe your sound? Well, to people who've got no idea about metal music, say someone's grandma, I said, what you like? And they might have heard, I usually say, if I can get away with it, Black Sabbath, Sisters of Mercy and Metallica mixed together. It's the most layman term, but I, I don't know. I mean, gothic metal thing is such a broad sphere now. Yeah. Whereas when we were young, it was just metal with some goth in it. <laughs> Whereas, but now people have gone off in all directions. Yeah, because so I don't know. It's quite melodic, melodic sort of metal with gruff and clean vocals, and you know, cool songs. Well, I'm, I'm biased, so there we go. <laughs> but we're great. Come and buy the records. Because <laughs> uh, to all my friends, I've been saying I got an interview with Paradise Lost. They're like, "How are you interviewing the poem?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's funny that because we we have get loads of people on the on the web on the Facebook complaining that we're not the poet by John Milton. Um, I mean, Nick. The reason we got the name in the first place is Nick studied Milton's Paradise Lost at school, and I remember we were walking through Sobey Bridge, nineteen eighty-eight. We'd been going for about a week or two at that time, and it was like, well, what should we call them? And we we thought Paradise Lost because it's quite ambiguous, um, and we said, all right, we'll keep that till we think of something better. <laughs> 35 and a half years later we're still using it you know so there we go but it didn't kind of pin us down to like if we'd have been called Skullfuck or something <laughs> like that you know you kind of limit yourself yeah. to a thing so Paradise Lost the ambiguity it sounds miserable and that'll do yeah because when I first heard of you guys a few years ago I thought you were named after the documentary series oh no 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 it's very much the, the, the epic poem you know I'd, but I hadn't stood it at school I mean, we were still like 18, 17 or 18 when we started the band. But Nick had done it, he was like, yeah, what's it about? Oh, it's a fall of Satan. That'll do. So, yeah, so it was fine. Awesome. Um, so you've released your album Icon uh, in 1993. It's celebrating its 30th anniversary this yeah. year. Um, how did the idea of re-recording the album come about? Well, there's a couple of things, really. I mean, we've, we've got so many anniversaries. I mean, last year was the 30th anniversary of Shades of God on the 25th of one second. So, I mean, when you've got, like, 16 or so albums, it's like, there's an anniversary every two minutes. But with Icon, you know, because it was such a special time, and I mean, that for us was when we really felt like things were sort of picking up for us, and we'd sort of, um, we did the Sepultura tour, it was like Chaos AD, they'd just released Chaos AD, and we released Icon, and it was such a cool tour at the time, and then we did our own Icon tour after, it just seemed like everything was on an upward trajectory, so a very special time for us. Plus, I think we'd honed our songwriting skills, a bit by then um, and it was what could we do different besides just redoing it and the Icon is one of the albums we don't own ourselves we've got quite a few of the albums back where we 
own the rights to them, so we'd have to pay someone quite heavily, the people that own it now as well. And it was like, well, what, why don't we just re-record it? You know, but we've made it very faithful. I'll say that much. It's like Nick, we were doing True Belief at festivals last couple of weeks ago. This is the new version of True Belief, which sounds exactly like the old version of True Belief. Are you doing a Taylor Swift? Yeah, oh, God, no. <laughs> Good grief, no. You wouldn't want to see me in those hot pants. <laughs> and, you know, how did it feel revisiting, you know, those old songs? Brilliant. Do you know what? I, I, get, I get genuinely excited by it. I mean, when we redid Drag Times, it was like, wow, we've never played this song live or this song live. And when we did like the Draconian Times, it was really cool to pull some of them out. And Icon's been very much the same, finding hidden gems in a way, because when you've got like 100 plus 200, nearly 200 songs, it's kind of like, there's only so many you can fit into a show, and with the Icon thing, it was like, wow, there's some crackers here that we might pull back into the set in general. After we've done the, we're doing some Icon shows at the end of the year, but I don't think we'll be doing many beyond that, so, if any. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's kind of, it, it's really nice, because albums are like time stamps in your life it's like it's like when you grow up you've got certain albums that remind you of a period of your life yeah. it's the same when you make albums as well so it takes us back to that time um, and real magical doom time I mean I was when we recorded Icon I was 23 and in that time in the studio we were in Jacobs in Surrey for a month it's sort of June 93 and in that time I <laughs> I got <laughs> I came out of the bath bath one morning and had a towel around my waist and there's um, Luke Goss and Pepsi from Pepsi and Shirley walking past and it was like that's surreal and it was like oh no sorry we don't need to invade your privacy I said look I said, at that point I said I don't wear a shirt on stage everyone's seen me topless <laughs> so it was like fine they were really nice and I had breakfast with Morton Hackett from Aha one morning in the studio which was mad but yeah so it's kind of like a lot of Funny stories, including like that we did like a Morbid Angel tour of America after that was the first time I we went to the States. So you sort of get all these mem memories flooding back from doing the tour, etc. Giving away my Les Paul to Jesper from Denmark. Annoying. But, <laughs> and I actually met him uh, last year, I think, or the year before. And I've always wondered for like nearly 30 years what happened to that guitar. And it, he kind of filled the gaps for me. But yeah, it was pretty cool. But so yeah, it's, it's been a, a trip down memory lane and good fun revisiting those songs in, awesome. in the short version <laughs> yeah. um, do you have a favourite song to play off that album live or any that you're really one, I'm look, one I'm really looking forward to is uh, Forging Sympathy because I've been using the main riff off that for years as a bit of a warm up and um, so I'm looking forward to that but to be honest all of it um, really looking forward to it it's going to be nice to do and, and plus it's not something we're going to be doing for a long long time so it's going to be enjoy it while it's there you know something special yeah yeah uh, if you could collaborate with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, do you know what? There's so many. Uh, Jeff Lynne of ELO. Nice. Because he's a great songwriter. He'd sell shit loads. And I'd just like to go to the pub and have a laugh with him, to be honest. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, ELO, it was like, when I went to see him at Wembley about five years ago or something like that, it was like the band I'd been wanting to see for 40 years. You know, so uh, I don't know. That's the first one that just instantly comes to mind. But there's loads. Tim Smith, who used to be in Midlake, he's got a new project coming out called Harp. Always liked his stuff, his acoustic stuff. So, but yeah, no. If I could get Michael Schenker to play some solos on my solo record, that'd be also really cool. But yeah, I don't know. There's so many great people. You know, uh, so many great people, especially singers. You know. Um, but yeah, it'd be difficult. I think Jeff Lind is the first one that jumps to mind. Yeah, Freddie Mercury would have been a bit of a laugh as well. 
I reckon. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So it's, good choices there anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm old, so there's loads, there's <laughs> loads that I like, you know what I mean? Um, the band was formed in 1988, 35 years ago. What do you think has attributed to you guys, you know, staying together for so long? Uh, mutual love of comedy. And we laugh at the same things, but we were friends beforehand. I mean, when we first started, the original drummer, Tudzo, I've just been messaging today actually, uh, Matt Archer, he sat behind me at school when I was the age of 11. When I was 11, Greg, our lead guitarist, was in the next classroom. Nick, I met when I was BMXing when I was about 12 or 13, uh, sort of like about 82, 83, 83, something like that. I met Nick just through BMXing um, as kids, and we met Steve in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we were friends before, and but we all we liked the same sort of music at the time when we were teenagers. But I think the thing that keeps it going is we laugh at the same things, and I think if you can laugh together, you know that's it. As you get as you grow old and get to know each other, you know when people need an arm around them, you know when people need space, and we know each other so well. You know, it's kind of it works really well. So Plus. I mean, I always, I always say it's like lads from Yorkshire, they're too tight to become drug addicts. So we've never had that problem. We just like booze. <laughs> <laughs> so true friendship is the name of the game. Yeah, I think it has to be. Because then you sort of respect each other as people, not just as what you're doing in the band. Yeah. You know. And our last question. Do you have any advice for anyone wanting to start a band in 2023? Literally, don't rush it, for one. Don't think you have to be the most amazing thing in the world. Just play with other people. I mean, that was the one thing that... I was really shy about it when I first started playing. I mean, when I was about 15, a mate of mine had a drum kit, and I went to his house, and the first person and song I ever played with was a guy called Simmy uh, in Hipperome. And, and we played Love Gun by Kiss. And it was just like, whoa! Because I could turn my amp up a little bit, we were in his garage, and he, was, he had like a drum kit, and it was just like... This is brilliant, and then, yeah, play play with other people. I think it's difficult, so, you know, especially the last few years. But I mean, even I, I did a, I did a COVID sort of collaboration, music thing. We did a Depeche Mode cover. There's a guy in LA who was a PL fan. He got in touch, and he got guys from Within Temptation, My Dying Bride, people. A guy who used to be in Five Finger Death Punch, and a whole bunch of us together. Uh, actually, one of the guys from um, God Violins. Not violence, cellos. <laughs> Apocalyptica. Yeah, he, he's on it as well. And the version we did of this Depeche Mode song was great. And he made. He, he said, my mate was a video editor. He can't come round because obviously they were in lockdown. He said, so I've had to teach myself video editing as well. This guy who put it all together. And that Depeche Mode, it ended up being great. And we decided to, because there were so many artists on it. I think Anika from, um, Anika van Gersberg, and she's on it as well. And it was just like, you know you're going to have a nightmare if it starts earning money on YouTube and stuff like that. I said, because all the man different management companies will want their cut. I, <laughs> yeah. said, I said, what you need to do, do it for charity and then nobody can argue about it. So, and he said, well, my dad committed suicide, so I'd like to do it for suicide prevention. So that's what we did. So we did it for that. And that, that was really good. But even collaborating online, which a lot of people can do a lot more. But, you know, if you can ever get in a room with another musician and play, it's great. You know, Do that. You know, play, but play for fun. Don't, you know, don't try and make a business. I mean, we started, started it as a bit of a laugh, to be honest. We were all working. Well, half of us were working at the time. And it was just like, you have that dream back then. It's like, oh, God, wouldn't it be great to be on We got our first record contract. It was literally one sheet of A4 one, and one side. It wasn't even two-sided. That was our record contract with Peaceful. 
And we were just like, whoa, it's a record contract. And then when, when the first album came, I was like, whoa, we're on vinyl. You know, and it, you know, it's, it's kind of, it is super exciting. It's and it's a, lot easier to, it's a lot easier to do now than it was back then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to do it for the love of doing it. And if anything happens, brilliant. But don't stress, just enjoy playing. Either yourself making stuff up yourself, say, you, say you're a one-person singer-songwriter, whatever, or play, and play with other people, you know. If you enjoy it together, then it's a, it's a larger enjoyment. That's all I'd say, it's like, do it for the pleasure of it. Don't expect to like a lot, make a lot of money out of it. If I was still either a programmer or an electronics engineer, both of which I've been both, I'd be making a lot more money than I do out of music, I'll <laughs> say that much. But, you know, I always say that the music, music industry is currency for the soul. Yeah, that's true. Certainly doesn't put it in the bank. <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with oh, me. It's my absolute pleasure. And Icon is out and it's on Spotify. Check out the re-recorded version. Yeah, please do. It's, it's like the old one, but re-recorded. <laughs> <laughs>